Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Have you ever noticed how often sexual purity is mentioned in the Bible? Or how often a writer in the New Testament gives instructions on the role of marriage and the responsibility of the husband and the wife? Today on Drawing Near, once again God addresses these things in His words to us. Let's take our Bibles and turn to Hebrews chapter 13 and study Marriage is Honorable. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Father in heaven, as we come before you toward the end of this study, we have looked at these 12 chapters, now part of 13 of Hebrews. And Lord, it's very, very clear that you desire us to have a right relationship with you, to be able to enjoy the blessings of your peace, of your rest. All of that is available to us through faith in Jesus Christ and then humbly following him in obedience. Our obedience doesn't earn us salvation, but rather our obedience, our faithfulness, is a result of your regenerative work in our hearts and lives. You sanctify us. You make us new. Father, we pray that you would help us to understand your word and then to live by it according to the leadership of your Holy Spirit. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. We'll focus our study today on Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4. Verse 4 reads, Marriage is honorable among all, and the bed undefiled. But fornicators and adulterers God will judge. Obviously, this is an important verse in the Bible, in the letter of Hebrews. It focuses on marriage, but it focuses on marriage as a part of the final instructions from the Lord through the writer of Hebrews to the Jewish Christian. We believe that it's also applied to us as well. Verse 4 tells us about marriage and about its reverence, its honor. Marriage is honorable among all, and the bed undefiled. I'm not sure how the readers of this letter were viewing marriage at the time. It seems to me that down through history, marriage and sexuality have always been a challenge for people. God gives us so much instruction regarding marriage. Paul gives us many instructions regarding how a husband is to treat his wife and a wife her husband that it's obvious marriage is important. Now, we know today that marriage is under attack. It's being redefined by our culture, by law. And even though that's taking place, we understand that God's word never changes. Marriage is honorable, but what kind of marriage? Obviously, biblical marriage, and only biblical marriage. The marriage between one man and one woman for one lifetime. And it's important that we understand that. Many see the attacks that are taking place against marriage as somewhat new, as the homosexual movement or as the laws in this country redefine what marriage or what relationship, what they call cohabitation, what partnerships look like. We need to understand marriage has always been under attack. It's been under attack by individuals within marriage who were committing adultery or individuals outside of marriage 
who are committing fornication. But also, it's been under attack by people within marriage who no longer wanted to remain married. You see, marriage is not just an institution God created between a man and a woman. It's a contract. It's a covenant. It's a commitment. It's a promise. These things make marriage a union for a lifetime. And so back when I was a child, when divorce was a major issue, it was the issue. It was the issue before abortion and before homosexual relationships and marriage were permitted. Divorce is an attack against marriage. And we need to understand that in Malachi, God says he hates divorce. So this attack in our generations or in our lifetimes, depending on how old you are, it's not new. It's just moved on. And hardly anybody talks about divorce anymore. And the main reason is so many people have gotten divorced and are getting divorced. Cohabitation, living together outside of marriage, whether it's before marriage or whether you consider yourself married or as good as married, but you haven't been married, that's the new thing. It's the thing no one talks about anymore. It's the thing that is not even labeled as fornication or adultery. Many of the church people have family members who are living together outside of marriage. And it's not a concern. The concern today in the church and around the church in our culture is homosexual marriage. These things need to be understood. Marriage itself is honorable among all, and the marriage bed undefiled. Any other sexual union is defiled before God. Any other union other than one man and one woman who are married together for a lifetime That's fornication and adultery. We may not like that because we have become accustomed to our new definition of marriage, but this is God's definition that is found from Genesis all the way through Revelation, and it does not change. Now, what happens if you've been divorced? What happens if you've committed adultery or fornication in your life? There is forgiveness of sin through the blood of Jesus Christ. And we need to acknowledge that. We've seen it in Scripture. God has forgiven sin in Scripture. There are consequences, but there is forgiveness. And we need to know there's forgiveness today. But being forgiven for our sin doesn't mean that our sin doesn't exist. We need to own all of our sin. We need to repent of all of our sin. We need to confess all of our sin. And then We need to live in obedience, humble obedience, faithful obedience to God according to his word, what he teaches in his word, and expect those blessings to be a part of our life. I haven't really talked about this verse. Marriage is honorable among all, the bed undefiled. Praise the Lord. But fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. We see that all the way up to the very last part of Revelation. God hates this perversion of marriage that he created. Marriage honors and glorifies God. It declares the gospel. It reveals to the world the relationships between father and son within the bonds of marriage and between the son and the church within the bonds of marriage. And we corrupt that. We pervert that. God's going to judge fornicators and adulterers. God's also going to judge men 
who do not love their wives the way Christ loved the church, and he's going to judge women who do not submit to their husband as God directs in Ephesians 5 and other places. He's going to judge parents who do not train up their children in the way that they should go, who do not diligently teach them the word of God. God is serious about these things. And for some reason, so many of us get this idea that because God is gracious and merciful and loving, he'll pass over these things in our lives, and he will not. There are consequences to ignoring the teachings of God's word, to ignoring his law. Oh, but pastor, we're not under the law. Are we saying there are no righteous standards that we are to live according to today? We're saved from sin, but it's okay to continue to live in sin? Paul says, God forbid. We need to know the Bible. We need to know the Word. We need to think about these things. And for those of us who have been forgiven of these sins, we need to thank God for that. But we also need to tell others of the dangers of sinning against God in these ways. And we need to pray. We need to pray for our country. We need to pray for our nation. We need to pray for our world regarding these things, because God will not hold us guiltless. We are accountable to him. He is Lord of all. And it doesn't matter what man says. It doesn't matter what I say or you say. God's word stands. And we need to remember that. Pray about these things. Share these things. Live according to the truth of God's word and enjoy his blessing and his peace. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for this passage. Father, there's so much we can say about these things, but in dealing with this devotional study, I pray that your Holy Spirit will just touch our hearts. For those of us who are in solid marriages, we thank you so much for that, and we ask you to help us to uphold this institution of marriage, not only in our lives, but in our communities, in our churches, among our family members, among our children. Help us, Father, to put on display in our marriages the wondrous joy that exists between a biblical husband and a biblical wife who are united together for a lifetime. And Father, when we fail, I pray that you will help us to recognize our failure, to confess it, and to receive your complete cleansing and forgiveness. Father, change the hearts and minds of those people in leadership regarding marriage. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the promise that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.